1: Time now for the Yahoo
0: Sports College Podcast. With Dan Wetzel. Let me tell you what. When you're looking for a spokesman with his finger on the pulse of the South, you come to me.
2: Get the guy from Right, Detroit. Thompson, get the hell out of here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pete Thamel. Randy Edsel definitely has a pouchy Cup bonus already written in. <laughs> Randy Edsel. <laughs> and SI's Pat Forty.
2: Maybe I'll be 74 and say, no, I want to still write a column for the weekly neighborhood
0: paper. I don't know. But <laughs> just as long as I don't have to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and here's dan all right welcome to the pod july 4th staff after the 4th hope everyone had a good one this is our sec preview podcast that's right sec just a little operation down south play a little ball a little mom and pop get league to, little, little ball play, who's playing ball who's the ball coach before we get to that though i have a i have to bring this up. This is the single most painful quote I've ever read coming out of Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. I do if you saw this. I mean, I understand there's context, but just reading it, I felt, I felt dead inside. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> Slightly. If I see that guy, we're going to fight. <laughs> quote, Bars. Really not good. Really not good. Congregation (laughs) at a bar inside is bad news. We really have got to stop that. Uh Period. End quote. Now, I understand there's a pandemic, but I don't even like such things being voiced. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should move to Arizona, Dan. Dan, he could yeah. have added until the pandemic is over. Don't just make a blanket statement like this to be misconstrued by future generations. <laughs> uh, we found the one way to trigger Dan. That I am ca- triggered. I am rarely mm-hmm. insulted. Yeah. I'm going to cancel Fauci's bar comment. Cancel culture.
1: You can get on a uh, conference call with some OAN reporters. They would probably agree with your Fauci. I uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so does that mean are we canceling the Fauci cup? If you're that mad at Fauci,
1: no, no. Okay, he's trying to keep us safe. Who Look, invented the bar- that? Is that Dan or Pat? Whose line was that? I Pat, think Pat that, that was, that was, was Fauci. Cup. I gave it's Dan credit for it. God, the last thing Dan Ha-ha! needs is more credit. <laughs> Be an uh, accurate reporter, Pete. Yeah, I will. Uh, I, there will be a correction. We will do okay. a correction on, on Twitter tomorrow. I will fall. No no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, yeah, trust but verify. Good... <laughs> I should have trusted that Dan wasn't that clever.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for really those for good. those
2: who weren't listening, the Fauci Cup—that's uh, our term for the the winners of the most positive tests so far. Which football teams have the most? Are we, are, do we think Clemson is now in the
0: lead over LSU? It was in the lead. I yes. don't know if they still have their lead. We're gonna have to check that. Yeah. The Fauci Cup. Get your herd immunity early. Get it over with. This is my original thought. I really still feel like I was the I was the the winner on that. But anyway, there's gonna be plenty of SEC schools, SEC speed, including catching infectious diseases. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second, Dan.
1: So uh, Henry Bushnell and I are working on a story this week about that very notion, like herd immunity and is it positive, whatever. And there was a there was a Pac-12 conference call webinar or whatever on Friday where they brought in like a dozen infectious disease specialists from all the schools. And they had coaches and ADs on to like chat it up about, um, you know, like ask any questions where with the virus coming back, whatever. And so anonymously, someone in the Pac-12, be it a coach or an AD, said to the, uh, you know, experts, hey, like, isn't this the best strategy? Like everybody goes and gets the virus, then we can go play and not have to worry about it. And I was told it was met with like awkward silence like nobody wanted to be the one to answer. It's like every single expert on there just completely but politely eviscerated that notion over and over and over and over, uh, including bringing up, which I, I didn't know, but I Googled that for Rudy Gobert, you know, the famous NBA player who in March sort of was, uh, you know, the domino that, that ended sports as we know it. He still doesn't have taste. Like, he's still really after effects. Yes. And... Uh, he's
2: athlete zero.
1: Yeah. You know? No, he is athlete. He is athlete zero. And the big worry amongst the experts among young athletes is that it can impact your lung capacity um, and lung capacity. Obviously, I don't have to talk to uh, the swimmer sire, Pat Forty here. And, uh, you know, Dan has extra room in his lungs to hold his bush light when he golfs. So like both of you. It's very strenuous. Yes. No, both of you are now important lung capacity. So anyway. I thought that was germane to the Fauci Cup. I don't want people to think we are actually advocating for Dan's hypothetical. Well, I, I'm
0: not advocating for it. Dan can all he wants. I, you know. I'm saying it's a strategy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, Boomer I mean. Esiason must listen to the show, by the way. He was throwing that out there. He thinks that some people are, are doing that. He was theorizing.
0: that. Let me uh, tell you something. Everyone's stealing from this show. Yeah, that's true. What are you going to do? Boomer Esiason. Good point.
1: Trendsetters, you know, you have to deal with it. We're more of a think tank, really. Right. <laughs> Influencers. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have Middle East peace done after we get get rid of this pandemic.
0: So stay we should tuned. have. We should have like fifty million TikTok subscribers by now. I mean, I don't. <laughs> this kind of The influence. notion of you two doing
1: a TikTok together. By
0: the way. <laughs> our TikTok? Have you done
1: any with your daughters, Dan?
0: No, kidding me. I do it with Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio. That's it. Only the big timers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing one well with my daughters. They don't have enough sure. followers.
2: I'm pretty sure Clayton. I just checked with my daughter who's sitting right here, and she she does not have TikTok. I don't she's believe old. My son she's old. She's too old either. for TikTok. Yeah, she's a high, too old. She's
0: a college junior. Right. College juniors are too old. Yeah. TikTok is is the it's the it's the language of the young. One of them described uh, it was funny. They described Twitter as TikTok with words. if you want to date yourself that's how somebody i don't know who someone described uh, twitter so you want the generational
1: divide of america there you are so this would be an artifact the actual newspaper who knows yeah oh Oh, the newspaper what is that
2: that's a dead sea
1: scroll right there (laughs) Four scored seven years ago. The Patriots signed Cam Newton. Uh,
0: All right. Uh, So SEC uh, is, uh, you know, uh, our conference. We're a little disappointed. We have a college football podcast, and they were supposed to have the first media days, as they always do. I think we even discussed it one one glorious time when it was a possibility we would all go and meet up at the SEC media days and do the podcast live. Mm Mm-hmm. In the Hoover Mall or something. Are they still at the mall? Yeah. Yeah. The the the, the Galleria there. The Birmingham yeah, the Galleria. Galleria. Yep. Do it in the food court, you know, yep. by the Orange, Orange Julius or something. I love Orange Julius.
2: <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's not that healthy, but I like it.
0: We would have started a Popeye's Chick-fil-A just war down there. Oh, man. Uh, this was back when really, America had simpler, simpler problems. Remember when we yeah. used to debate that in this country? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were worried about the chicken wars dividing yeah. us. Jeez, <laughs> now it's got. Yeah, now, those were uh, better times, man. Better fight times. over anything. Anyway, they're not doing it. Not only they're not doing it live; they're going to do a virtual media day, and somehow they canceled that. How do you cancel a virtual media day? Yeah, <laughs> They had one big I, Zoom, and they just sent an email and said your calendar has been changed. <laughs> Not a too busy. We don't have time. I one of my I used to hate SEC Media Day is some of the coaches, Urban Meyer. (laughs) uh, Should I say that out loud? Would go to SEC Media Day and then run through the run through the place, including the like radio row of all these poor guys that are down there, their radio shows trying to get interviews. I'm too too busy, too busy. I got a plane to catch. It's like it's called Media Day. (laughs) Sit down and talk to the poor guy.
2: No kidding.
0: You know, rolled in from uh, Monroe. You know, Dothan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry and the Gator on Monroe Radio. Just, <laughs> just give him seven minutes, man. Come on. Too busy, too. It's media okay. day. What are you doing? This is now, the media. That should be
2: the one time. One time we get a little respect, by golly. It was great. Jerry Tipton, who's covered... Kentucky basketball since the earth cooled uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago I was trying to ask Calipari some questions Calipari like wasn't answering them and Tipton and said Today is media day. It's not coach day. It's media day. <laughs> we get to ask the questions we want
0: to ask. I thought that was great. <sighs>
1: that is, that's vintage salty Jerry Tipton. Right there. Oh, yeah. I
0: wasn't expecting to have to talk to the local sports radio, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> except I'm walking down radio row at media day. <laughs> it's July 8th, coach. Yeah. What are you doing? <sighs> Sit down with Jerry and the Gator. I mean, one of the great things about the SEC is there's all these radio shows like Jerry and the Gator. Right. Right. They're just everywhere talking SEC football all the time. This is why you make, you know, $11 million a year, whatever you get paid. Just throw them a bone, man. These poor guys a coach, 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 yes. please. Oh. Just Dan tell me, still I... actually
1: goes on that show to talk about death of the BCS because they yeah. actually haven't realized <laughs> in Monroe there's a playoff yet. So Dan still, <laughs> Dan still gets some royalties. He can squeeze a couple <laughs> cases of Bush light out of his royalties from Jerry and the Gator. <laughs>
0: So I had a PR, the, the publisher of Death to the BCS, the PR uh, professional, this woman, uh, booked all these things. I did 289 radio shows did you on really? Death to
2: the BCS. Oh, no Holy joke. moly.
0: Wow. Every day was media day when I'm selling a book, baby. <laughs> Uh, By the way, uh, you could buy the Epic Athletes collection. Uh, it's great for your children during the summer vacation. You don't really like the Steph Curry one, right? Steph Curry's really good. Tom Brady, yeah. Patrick Mahomes coming out soon. Yeah. Mm. Simone Biles. Yeah, you go check it out.
2: It's uh-huh. right there on on the Amazon. That should, that should, they just bought yourself another case
0: of bush light right there. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to pay for this thing. <laughs> I'm not asking for a lot. I'm looking for 30 beers for $16.99, and I think you guys can help. Come on, people. Anyway, that media day was great, though, when they had it, real or virtual. The crowd of autograph people in the lobby of that hotel, why it was in suburban Birmingham <laughs> never made a whole lot of sense, that media capital of the world. It, but that added to the charm. There was more tooth sold in that mall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep.
2: Had I was, the Bama I store. If, yeah, like you come out of the uh, – you're on the upper level where Radio Row is, and you come out of the little tunnel, and, and right there is the Bama store. And there used to be an Auburn store there, too. I'm not sure that, that one's still there, but, I mean, it was like Boom. You, if you if you get through the Radio Row gauntlet, the first thing you see after that is Houndstooth Central. And that's where, you know, you are at Media Days.
1: Can I make a I confession? Sp- you bought some you bought some Houndstooth? No, I've never been to SEC Media Days. What? You know why? They're a complete Such a waste snuff. of time with terrible access. They are. It's a they spectacle. Are. No, it's a total spectacle, and it's a total scene. And so many people wrote the scene of SEC Media Days that that almost became like a mockery. But forget that. Especially, I texted Sankey when he moved it to the the week after July Fourth. I was like, "Have fun, man. You're never seeing me there again." Like, remember when the SEC started getting its NFL calendar overreach? Oh yeah, and like oh, yeah. 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 Like I live in Massachusetts. We got like three weeks, good weeks to go on vacation a year here. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to fly to Birmingham for four days to wait around for the Vanderbilt coach. Like in the middle of July, when again, certain parts of America, obviously we do a twice weekly college football podcast. I just like, <laughs> and no place I ever worked really ever like got on me about going. So I would just go to the huh. ones where you can actually talk to the coaches. Like that well, was my, you know, it, it's not, they televised the thing. There's nothing more useless than a televised media day. If you have to go spend three nights in a hotel in Alabama. Doesn't make any sense. So I've, I've, I've just been my silent protest. If you're gonna have your media day that early in July and you're gonna make it that long and that much of a spectacle, you can do without me. And you know what? They've done just fine without me. I'm I'm not saying that. But I've, just, well, I've never. Yeah, done they're that. not going on, they're not pushing it back this year on your account. We know
2: that. Correct. But nope. The, nope. There's there's no. Well, but I mean, is the access that much better at the a Big Ten Media Day? You can you can How does he know? How does he know? Yeah, he doesn't know he He hadn't been. Forget it. Some of us media You just said you've
1: never been to SEC Media Days. I've never. I've been to all the other Media Days at least three or four times. If you've never been been to to the the SEC, you can't compare
2: it. You cannot compare it.
1: You are prejudiced against SEC media days. <laughs> yes, I am. I will admit it. Bias. I am. I've been told over and over how terrible the access is because it's just what Dan said. The coaches fly in, get there seven minutes before, and they leave right after. So there's just little time to actually like. I would now. Do I go through SEC towns and campuses in the preseason to see the coaches and players? Absolutely. I just think it's a more efficient use of time. So I've
0: never, uh, I've never been to SEC media days, and my career goal is to never go. First off, you can absolutely talk to coaches. It's just the Vanderbilt coach, whoever's an interim coach, and occasionally someone who's, like, <laughs> hanging on for their job. The good coaches, no. You're not allowed to yeah. talk to
1: them at media day.
2: I did have a long sit-down with Hugh Freeze in the in the uh, category of coaches who are hanging on to their jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah they, they uh, get friendly. I'm sure then. that was pleasant. <laughs> I'm sure he was delighted to see you. <laughs> he asked for the meeting. Uh, well, Okay, I've always wondered. It is a slice of uh, something. I mean, some of us, <laughs> some of us appreciate, uh, you know, a couple days in ninety-eight degree humidity, <laughs> food courts at a bad mall, and uh, and the charms of a uh, South Birmingham suburb. Little Hoover goes like. a
2: long way. Believe it now. Birmingham is a, is an underrated food town. There's some good places to eat there. I like so Birmingham. Birmingham. So you can good get town. some good meals at uh, at in July. But so every state, and
0: have sure. a Birmingham, right? That's the song lyric. All right. But I always wondered because there are crazy people at this and there's too much houndstooth and there's all this mayhem. I just not that it's probably likely that someone would just show up from another country and find themselves to whatever that hotel is in Burma and in Hoover. The wind, like if yep. If one just wandered through, like you're just like some Japanese businessman or German businessman and you just happen to be staying at this place and you walk in and you go. What in the ever living is this? This woman is head to toe in in, in hounds tooth, screaming for Coach Saban to come down the escalator and sign her baby's head. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The yeah, the the lobby
2: crowd is something you do not get anywhere else, uh, and that's why the SEC is what it is. Is you just get this this crazy slice of fandom down there that is is hilarious and disturbing at the same time. It's I mean there's Auburn will bring its people and then you know some Tennessee there'll be a few, Florida'll be a few, Georgia'll be a few. Maybe you know a Kentucky basketball fan gets lost and ends up there. But when it's Bama day, oh my goodness, it's unbelievable. <laughs>
0: Well, if I want a Star Wars bar, I'll just watch Star Wars. I uh, I haven't been to, I will confess, I'm more on Pete's side. I haven't been in a long time. Uh, the, the last time was Urban Meyer walking through Radio Row, literally just just ignoring the calls from every single poor guy who's convinced his, his uh, program director this was a worthy use of station money. See, this is where I have to confess
1: to the Jedi mind tricks I had played on Pat when we worked together at Yahoo. I'd be like, man, Pat. You really, I mean, I don't think I can handle SEC media Day. It's too big of a stage for me. You, you should oh, really, right. you know, there's yeah. so many big yeah, issues there. You should really go tackle it. And, that's uh, always look- been self-effacing Pete to say that. <laughs> yes, no
2: doubt about it. It's too big right. for me. Yeah. I mean, you
1: live, that, you live in that footprint. You have such a better mm-hmm. feel for those programs and coaches. And then I'll be like, yeah, look forward to reading your column when I get home from the beach. <laughs> hey, it's two days
2: too long. But it's pretty worthwhile to be there, in my opinion. First of all, you got 14 schools all there at one time. If I don't want to take a week driving through the South, and I've got all of them right there in two days. So now, four days, four days is too many. Usually I'm out after three. The fourth day, you're going to get like one worthwhile coach. And then that, that's where we're going to throw in Vandy or Kentucky when Kentucky's three and nine or the new coach at Arkansas.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let me just say this state of the conference.
2: Yeah. State of the comp
0: because that's what we're supposed to be doing here. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm going to go out on a limb and say really, really good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your Bold. thoughts,
0: gentlemen. Hot take. Hot take. Right the there. SEC is good at football. My
1: take. My column. So if if they could just envelop Clemson, they could they could break away. They could probably secede from America. Actually, if they got if they got Clemson in the SEC at this point, they're uh, yeah. No, I mean. Look, it's it's pretty clear who the who the top league is. And the SEC really had that push when the Mississippi schools got really good there, when it was like top to the bottom, really good. How good is it? I mean, we're we're. You know, zits on the Mona Lisa right now. Right. But like, how good is it top to bottom right now? I don't know if it's at places where it's been in the last decade, but certainly like, I mean, Alabama has a three loss season and it's like an apocalypse. Right. Auburn is, you know, was as good last season under Gus really as it has been other than the year that they went to the title. Uh, Florida is back. Resembling Florida again, Georgia is clearly being maximized or closer to maximized under Kirby Smart than it, than it was under Mark Rick. The Mississippi schools are interesting, but they're not going to be that good for a while. Although at least Ole we'll Miss has a little momentum with the with with the quarterback. LSU just won the title, and they're like the fifth the fifth program I've mentioned. So yeah, I, I think right now i mean this is the, these are the the glory days of the sec and they're they're continuing with just mild fluctuations uh of their greatness yeah i mean yeah
2: it added another layer i think to the league's dominance to have lsu win a title because for a while there and justifiably so people had said well it's bama and then it's everybody else lsu just went 15 and 0 and trampled everyone uh one of the more impressive seasons we've seen so it's not just Alabama and everyone else. Nice LSU, Auburn has won a title a decade ago, had played for another one. Georgia played in a championship game against Alabama. Uh so you've got four leagues or four teams right there that have at least have played in a championship game in the last decade or less that in the in the playoff era, right? Nobody else, nobody else has that.
0: I think half the league can has a rightful idea that they can win a national championship. Right. And yeah. so Alabama, obviously, Auburn. Now I'm not talking about this year. I mean, if you get your, your right. crap together. Alabama, Auburn, LSU for sure. Florida has done it. Georgia. And I'm gonna say uh Tennessee still. I think Tennessee could. There you go, Sully. There's your bone. I think Tennessee <laughs> can get, get that momentum if it gets the right coach and the right thing. And I think AM can. Yeah. I think those seven could win national champions, could be a national championship. And you wouldn't be stunned. Now, let me just say this if the if you're on the other side, maybe you're in Arkansas, or maybe you're a I don't know, self-care, I don't know, whatever school you're going. If I had made this list 10 years ago, I wouldn't have put Clemson on a list of saying they can win a national championship. So anything's possible. But I think at any of those seven schools, when you're hiring a coach or you're looking at what what is our ceiling, you're saying, Yeah, we should win the net. we can win a national championship. I think if you're at Kentucky or you're at Uh, vanderbilt or you know certainly the other leagues purdue you're not sitting there saying well we should win a national title it's let's get to 10 and 2 sometimes and things like that no other conference has half the league with with a legit shot and let me put it this way eh, i mean not not all this year but it's not out of the question that four or five a year don't go in thinking they can win it
2: yeah and including you know i don't know this year that that might be too many but Look, Alabama is going to be very, very good, shockingly. Georgia is going to be very, very good. Florida, very good. LSU lost a lot, but they've been recruiting like monsters. AM has the talent, could make a push-up. Auburn has a second year with Bo Nix at quarterback. So, you know, right there, six of your seven. Sorry, Sully, I'm not going to throw Tennessee into that mix yet. But six of your seven, you know, I think six, those, six of those seven could make a – be in the top 15, and some of them are going to be higher than that. And a couple of them may be in the top five.
0: Last uh, of recent years, it, it aver- the average eight teams a year in the top 25 of recruiting yep. uh, most years uh, over the last five years. So, And look, at NFL draft picks, 63 from the SEC. That was 15 more than the Big Ten, uh, and nearly twice as many as the Pac-12. Total dominance, money, they got it fans they got it controlling of their market I mean it, I just think the SEC at this point has become it's almost like the soundtrack of the south like it, it, i I don't think there's anything else in college sports that dominates a region you know like back in the day maybe you had like tobacco road basketball or maybe there's some you know I don't know some hockey league and then north Dakota or something I don't know but like I was I was doing something on NASCAR and it was so I was talking to a guy about NASCAR and it was about like you know why isn't NASCAR as popular and I, I I literally think back in the day everyone had a favorite driver and and the drivers were these soap opera stars like that you, you know there were rivalries and you knew this guy was like this and this guy had a nickname I think the, the SEC coaches told all that yeah you know now it's yeah. like oh hey you know we got we got Lane Kiffin back you know got yeah. characters like that Coach O. To, Right, Coach O. These are these are just authentic characters. Yep. And they're they're roaming around whether they're winning or not. Everyone's got an opinion. You know all the coaches or most of them. And it goes back and forth. And I just think they like the SEC stole stole NASCAR's act. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. That is. Have you written that, that column, Dan? That's a good column. Let me tell you what. When you're looking for a <laughs> spokesman with his finger on the pulse of the South, you come to me. <laughs>
2: Get the guy Fright
0: from right Thompson. get the hell out of here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that rant was brought to you by tailgate guys. When I go to Alabama LSU, <laughs> I use tailgate guys.
0: Let me tell you about the tailgate guys. If those, <laughs> those guys would even give me a 10% discount, I'd be all singing their praises on here. <laughs> And you could still refund, you know. <laughs> no, man, those poor guys. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. How about that business, man? Oh you're the tailgate oh, guys, man. You set up tents at Alabama. You're like, this business will never, ever die. Uh, yeah. Man? And now, yeah.
2: Ugh, How about I feel that? So bad for A me. year
1: later, yeah. they may yeah. die. Oh. So I don't want tents, my money you have back. Massive but... storage bills, right? If you're the tailgate yeah. guys, you just have massive storage bills. Yeah. And they're piling up and you got oh man, they feel awful for
0: that. Feel bad for, yeah. the, for all of these people.
1: You know, I would think, like, the tailgate guys probably would do
2: a bonkers business at, say, graduation. Nobody had a graduation. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that, too. They've been getting they it. They're, for...
0: they're not just at Alabama. They're at everything. I know. I know. Yeah. That's what
2: I'm saying. Nobody had they a graduation. Aren't really was
0: great. Yeah. There did, were no they,
2: graduations. They crush it in SEC baseball, too. Oh, Yeah. Sure. LSU, Mississippi State,
0: places like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. For those who missed, I, I went with a bunch of my friends for a, a bachelor party of a guy who still hasn't gotten actually married. <laughs> my LSU-Alabama game last year, and I paid like 650 bucks for a tent. And it was <laughs> worth every damn penny. And a table and a bag of ice. I think you got a bag of ice and a cooler, a table, and a tent. That was it. Maybe a chair. All right, let's get to the contenders this year. I, or I don't know what what as you go into this. How about this? Let's do this. The king of the the king of the league is Nick Saban. He has, I think, I wouldn't say he transformed the league, but he certainly has defined the league in a lot of ways. Uh, his assistants are all over the league. He built up LSU. Then he left. I don't know if LSU's LSU right now without Saban. Then he builds up Alabama, that have been treading water for a while, and. Now you've got where's his assistants are where everywhere, uh, they're at they're at Georgia, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee,
1: South Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Texas A and M, Ole Miss. Did Sam Pittman ever take, have a cup of coffee with Nick?
0: He uh, worked everywhere, know. man. He's I mean, worked everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. Anyway, this is this is the since Bear Bryant, this is the biggest figure. I mean, I think Steve Spurrier obviously is a huge figure in the league and changing from when they used to play. Six to three games, lots of <laughs> lots of good tackling. <laughs> good tackling between the tackles. That's right. Uh ball coach changed the game. But <clears throat> uh I think Nick Saban's the icon, man. He's the king. Yep. He's sixty-eight. Gonna be sixty-nine in the fall. So I sorry to do this, Alabama fans. He's gonna take the Giants job this time. No, I'm only kidding. Nah. Um, he almost did take the Giants job once. He almost did mm-hmm. take the Giants. He
1: always, they always say, he ain't even looking. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's looking. It was a long time <laughs> ago. Um,
1: <laughs> he's kicked some tires. Yeah. It might have been like when Coughlin got it. Mean, it was a long time
0: before Coughlin. It might have been Jim Fossil got it. Being the Giants coach is a good job. Anyway, yeah. he's still there. He's, I think he'll retire at Alabama. I thought he, he had his chance to move a couple years ago. Didn't. I think this is it. But how much longer does he go? 69. I, you know, he. I, He looks like he's in great shape. Uh, He looks energized. His team's really good. Recruiting's great. Does he go five years? Does he go two years? Does he go ten? What do you think? man? Let's do some reckless speculation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Pete.
1: Lead the reckless speculation. Well, I mean, if you want reckless speculation, clearly the pandemic has been a ploy by the rest of the SEC West to get rid of Saban (laughs) because his age puts him in the immunocompromised. Adrian, right. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's a good question. He is like the joke is he's a robot and he's a cyborg. And the people who've worked with Saban, who are, you know, it's probably half of college football at this point and half the NFL will tell you like they can't fathom him do anything else. I had a former Saban assistant tell me once I've never met anyone in life who loves doing their job every day more than Nick Saban loves doing his job. Like there is just a genuine passion, like, ah, oh, coaches all the time be like, man, when I'm done with this, when I'm done with that, no. Nick Saban, and he kind of has it rolling right now. I mean, with, with these staffs, the size that they are, the recruiting staffs, I mean, he's got how many former head coaches and analysts right now? Mike Stoops, Butch Jones, Charlie Strong, Major Applewhite. So like four pretty functional head coaches at the end of the day. Sully, don't chime in here. Fairly Fairly functional head. Maybe coaches. functional at Cincinnati. Yeah. there you go. As you know, on on staff being paid, like you know, you can you can do this job longer now because the staffs are so much bigger. So I, I would set the over under on remaining Nick Saban years at five and a half. No, that's a long time. That's
2: that you're setting that as the over under. I'll take the under just because, uh, and maybe this is almost like. I don't know. I don't even want to see guys most guys. Like if you're 74, stop. Maybe I'll be 74 and say, no, I want to still write a column for the weekly neighborhood paper. I don't know. But
0: <laughs> just as long as I don't have to read
2: com- it. <laughs> <laughs> be, a be, only? be a college football head coach. at 74. Oh Great I mean, Shashevsky's what? 73. So, I mean, it's not.
0: You know, it's not out of the I'm not out of the realm, but Sabin just crossed the Bear Bryant line. Bear retired when he was sixty-nine. Okay. So he's he's right and there. Then Bear was dead very shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah see what that uh, got. A him.
1: great coach, uh coach age line. Uh I was going a story on Kelvin Sampson last year. Went up to see him when they were playing UConn and I said, Hey Kelvin, how old are you? Sixty three, or as I like to tell people, ten years younger than Jim Beheim. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, five and a half. I got to take the under. I don't think you'd be a good. I don't think you'd be a, a, an odds maker. I, you bet, I, bet on Nick Saban being human, and I'll I'll collect money uh,
1: in Hoover. I, I'll okay, fly to I'll Hoover. I'll see you in and five and a half
0: years at the with the Hoover Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Nope, Meet nope. me there. I'll nope. totally be there. No problem doing mm. that. Uh, What's the record? Honestly, is it Bill Snyder? He Snyder was one hundred and six.
1: Actually, he when was. He retired.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Snyder. Then how old was Bobby Bowden? Bowden was ancient. And Paterno oh, was Zopa. ancient.
0: Paterno was eighty five. He died, at, when he died, he was eighty five. Is he he was done at eighty four, as a coach. See, that's he coached till he was eighty four. Come on, you it's know, insane four hundred and nine and one thirty six. <laughs> Dude, at eighty four, his team was eight and one when they he got fired. Yeah, yeah. No, their only I mean, loss was to Alabama at home. When they Saban were, wouldn't run it up out of, like, dignity.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, they were winning in his later years. Like Pete said, like, they, he, he dipped for a while, and then all of a sudden they brought it back and uh, got recruiting going. And, Pete, it might even have been that same year, or maybe it was 05, I was there when they played at Michigan State, uh, and they won the Big Ten title. And I followed Paterno. He runs off the field. He runs on, he runs off. Not very fast, but he still did it, even in his, you know, late 70s, early 80s, whatever it was at that point. And I'm like, I run behind him. And for there's a brief moment where he is in the locker room by himself and I am standing outside the locker room looking looking like, what's Joe Paterno going to do? Is he going to throw a fist in the air? He just won a Big Ten title. Pulls out his handkerchief, blows his nose, and wipes his glasses. Wipes the steam off his glasses. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, quite a lead, Pat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, when Great you've won story, enough Pat. times, that's
0: what you do. do. Whatever the hell you want, I guess. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what kind of did him in. All right, let's get back to the SEC. Yeah, back to the SEC. So, uh, all right, less than five and a half. Do you think Dabo Sweeney would replace Nick Saban? I think there's
2: still a strong tug of Alabama to him. You know, I think he I'm not sure he would do it, but but it would it would be a a strong tug of the heartstrings for him having been a, not only a graduate but a native of the state who grew up loving Alabama. But do you want to be the guy that follows that guy? I mean, there's some there's some following the guy, but that guy, he's going to, you know, Saban will leave on equal footing with Bear Bryant. I mean, he may not quite have the southern persona that bryant did but in terms of achievement he will leave on the same footing or maybe more if he coaches five more years and wins two or three more titles but i don't know whether you want to follow that guy i
1: i I would say this Dabo looks about looks at it thinks really hard and says no so here's this thought we're five six years from now acc revenues are dwindling Right. Like they signed that 20 year TV deal, which was way too long. Dabo, if we go by my terrible odds, would be going into year 17 or 18 at Clemson. That is a long time to spend at one place. And we just saw a little bit, even with all the great success he has, Dabo hasn't had like a great last six weeks, you know? So I just think like, it's hard to ask that question in vacuum. Like if he's been there fifteen plus years, and it's just you—you you can't barely spend. I mean, how many coaches right now have been at their place more than twenty years? You know, Kirk Ferentz. That's it. He's the longest tenured. So yeah, and and I think it's twenty one. And I don't I don't know. It fits as close to there maybe, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so He's yeah, trash. so anyway, like, I just think that question gets reframed by time. So just to be completely contrarian as I, I was, I just, dis- I agreed with Pat too much on the last podcast. I want to, I want to start disagreeing more so I can be right. Um, I think that Dabo takes a long look and does go if it's five years from now. Wow. Uh, so he this had is- a bad six weeks to people
2: outside Clemson. Nobody in Clemson thinks he had a bad six yeah.
0: weeks. What is this bad? This is, these are the bad weeks. He's doing yeah. all right.
1: Yeah. yeah, I wonder if he gets a Fauci Cup he's, bonus in his yeah, contract. He's leading the Randy Fauci Randy definitely has a Fauci Cup bonus already written in.
0: <laughs> Randy Edsel. <laughs> $2,000 if, if I get enough guys infected with the coronavirus. He might even 2, have like, uh, tears of it if we're first on July 1st. If we're first on August 1st. <laughs> if I make the top 10 in a single week. <laughs> Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. You got to get dropped
1: football because then we'd have to stop making Randy <laughs> contract jokes and that would be a crime. So Here I do we not are. Want New England United, Dan Wetzel's uh, unification of UMass and UConn to happen for uh, I don't think we'd have the same contract malfeasance available. <laughs> you would be much, much more wisely uh,
0: dictated. Our podcast is so stupid that even in the middle <laughs> of the SEC preview, <laughs> we're talking about UMass and UConn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they are the greatest punchlines going though. I think it's all about this is, let me let me put this in nineteen seventy eight Southern newspaper columnist uh jargon. What does Dabo do if mama calls? That's what they'd always say. See, right? That that, that that's the lead of like the Macon Gazette or something. <laughs> well Cecil Hurd
1: will still be covering him. So. Yeah,
0: Cecil will do it. Mama called. <laughs> gotta gotta go back to Alabama. That's right. Uh I don't know. I don't know what he does. I, I I do think that after 17 years, sometimes you want a different challenge. But by that point, he may have won five straight more national titles and, and Fauci Cups and be considered the genius. Who knows? He could um, be the first $20 million coach at Alabama. Or at Clemson,
1: either way. If he yeah, stayed. no, I mean, Clemson will pay him. But, like, Alabama has that bottomless pit of SEC money. I mean, by at that point, is Alabama making twice as much as Clemson? Like, that, that gap is real, and that's – I'm doing back of the napkin somewhat uh, unresearched math there, but it's a big, big gap. And you are going to the, – the problem with, with Clemson at that point, they're going to start to feel that revenue difference from Alabama's and the Georgia's and the Florida's. Like, as, the, as they pull away revenue-wise, that's going
0: to get more and more real. All right, let's do this. We're going to concede that Saban is the king of the SEC, number one coach, lifetime achievement award. Let's say Coach Saban shocks the world, and we don't want this. We love Coach Saban. He gives us plenty of material. I don't want to live in a world where he's not adjusting that Diet Coke for every week for his press conference <laughs> and yelling at reporters for not taking oh, yeah. Louisiana Monroe serious. <laughs> That's right. A lot of good players over there. Are we um, shifting but
1: let's, from a uh, UMass podcast to a Louisiana Monroe podcast? I feel like we really need to have a Southern <laughs> bent
0: here, right? right? This is why yeah. I know that NASCAR thing, because I think like a Southerner. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So let's say Alabama is suddenly with an open job. <laughs> yep. And and the rules are, you can only hire a current SEC coach to coach the Alabama Crimson Tide, and any of the coaches would come. So, don't, and it's just hypothetical. So don't at me with the.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they will. Will Muschamp
0: really loves it over here in Columbia? Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, they gotta go. I gotta go. Who do you hire? What is your list of the remaining thirteen coaches? Which coach would you take to coach the Crimson Tide? And we don't need like age shouldn't be too big of a factor. I think actually all these guys look like they could coach another. You know, fuck. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, there's there's only one really old dude in the in the league. Okay, so you're hiring based on who you think would do the best job, not sex appeal. So sorry, Sam Pittman. <laughs> Yeah. not age, not, no. What do you got? Who's number one after that? Let's should we do them. this? Should we read our lists
1: or should we all do one and then two and then three, four, five?
0: Oh, wait, maybe like a draft? Should we do a yeah. snake draft? Oh, draft.
1: That draft, that, that's an unfair advantage to whoever gets to pick first. No, I just say we just all pick our one slot and then yeah. discuss it. Then I'll pick our two slot and then discuss it.
0: Right? Okay. No, well, okay. Well, no, because we don't want to have like 10 discussions of Sam Pittman. <laughs> <Just> three discussions. <laughs> you get one... Snake drafted. What do you mean unfair? Is this is a totally ridiculous hypothetical summer <laughs> podcast topic. Well, I don't want to have to make
2: a case for like the third best guy
1: if I'm picking last. Now you know how all your emailers feel, Pat Forty. It's how so did you difficult. leave Bowling
0: Green out of the back? I, I do, do however, Pat wants to do. Pat, you get to pick first. Yeah. All right. Now I like it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I'm, you
2: got? Pat I'm picking 40. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen first. Um, I mean, if you can win like he did at Mississippi State, you're good. And he's got Florida going the right way. Florida will win the SEC East in the next few years. Uh, And that's even with Georgia, I think, uh, operating at a high level. They're going to be able to beat them one of these years and be the SEC East champion. Uh, He's got, quite frankly, big enough britches to handle it. You know, he's a very confident guy. I don't think he would walk in there and say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to follow Nick. He's a quarterback guy, so he'll recruit well. That's no disrespect to some other really accomplished guys in the league because Mullen hasn't yes, played in a yes, playoff. Yes, it is. It's okay, disrespectful. It is. Fine. It's
1: disrespectful.
2: You pick Mullen over the that, it's the disrespectful.
1: other guys have. What's but Mullen's record against Kirby Smart? Georgia, Florida head-to-head. He's 0-3. Yeah, well... He hadn't had enough players yet. It also would allow Urban Urban Meyer
2: a mortgage board of
1: trouble from uh, from Jim McElwain. The Urban (laughs) Meyer, you can't remember the former Florida coach's name. Not bad, you don't remember. It's bad for the former Florida coach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Urban Meyer tree sprouts in Tuscaloosa. That'd be pretty fun. (laughs) All right, Dan Mullen is off the board. Okay, he does a great two two things about him. He does a great uh, cousin Eddie impression. And Pat and I have a soft spot in our heart for Dan Mullen because he would often come on our old national radio show, including the time he discussed his chicken wing eating contest. (laughs) Remember that one? Right. Accomplished chicken wing eater. I really think that's how he got. It was really the the reach of our old radio show into the hearts of recruits across (laughs) America that helped him. Either that or developing Doc Prescott. All right. Number two pick. (laughs)
1: Uh, Demon also a huge Red Sox fan, by the way, as is uh, as is Ryan Day. So you could you could conceivably have two Red Sox fans uh, go- going at it in the national title game at some point, which would only increase the insufferability, the wonderful insufferability of Red Sox fans. I would take Kirby Smart and I would have taken Kirby Smart number one in part because of that record, in part because he's been there, knows Alabama, knows what it takes to win there, knows any gray areas that may need to be entered for recruiting. And he could hire his old <laughs> buddy Will Mushchamp as the defensive coordinator because Will Muschamp's on his way out. And then he would promise to not consult Will Muschamp on hiring offensive coordinators because Will Muschamp has been historically bad at hiring (laughs) offensive coordinators at both Georgia. I'm sorry, at both South Carolina and Florida. But I think Kirby is, how long was he there? He's there 10 plus years as as an assistant coach. I, I feel like that is one of those Big programs, a lot of tentacles. You really have to, you have to know it. And so, certainly, he's not as accomplished as Jimbo Fisher. He's not won a title like Ed Orgeron. He's not nearly as quirky as Mike Leach. But I would take Kirby Smart. He is the, he is the safe, obvious pick. Did you just?
2: Indicate that there may be some gray areas in recruiting at Alabama. I, no, I,
1: I, I thought I might have heard that. I don't know. Did I say that out loud? I mean, <laughs> we're doing an SEC. We're doing an SEC preview. Yeah. If we do not acknowledge gray areas in recruiting in SEC preview, it has clearly been commissioned by Greg Sankey, who would, by the way, would even himself acknowledge gray areas in SEC recruiting. All he's got to do is look at who's
2: under
0: investigation and or has yeah. been punished lately. You ain't yeah, rubbing. Yeah. You ain't racing. That's <laughs> yeah. All right, so I got two. I think that also concludes, that takes Muschamp off the board, too. Pete <laughs> just fired him, and do we really want to have a long Muschamp discussion?
1: I mean, in, in his defense, he's gotten himself fired.
0: Let, let's just assume you were not taking Muschamp with the I third wasn't t- pick. Right, Muschamp's off the board, too. Uh, double <laughs> Double barrel shot by like <laughs> Pete Damel. I mean, I thought Muschamp would have been a good 11th or 12th pick here. <laughs> good value play. Late round double selection. This. <laughs> Undrafted free agent. Well, champ. All right. Uh, so I got Jimbo Fisher national title. I got uh, and I have Ed Orgeron national title. I'm i just going to I'm just going to throw a little salt into this. I'm going to throw a little spice in. I'm taking Mark Stoops. Ooh, all right. OK. Done a fabulous job at the University of Kentucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: University of Kentucky had nothing going for it. They're pretty damn good. And I think they're going to be very good this year. Steady. Bang it out. Used to be at Florida State. Recruit the South. Recruit the Midwest. He could bring in all sorts of Stoops brothers to be assistant coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Stoops only staff. All right. Stoops okay. everywhere. Bob yeah. Stoops. What was the other Stoops? Who's Mike that? Stoops. <laughs> Mike Stoops. Cooper Stoops. No, there's a Cooper. brother. There is
1: a brother in Youngstown who is the coach. He was the defensive coordinator at Cardinal <clears throat> Mooney.
0: Okay, good. got that. Maybe make Cooper Manning so he get his kid quarterback. Yeah, that's know. a good idea, actually. Bring pay- yeah, just make Archie the coach. Better than anyway. Cooper I'm taking 40. Mark Stoops with my first round pick. There you go. Take that. It's okay. outside the, the box. Well, the only problem there to drink
1: free in Lexington. That's it, pretty much yeah. it. I don't know whether the
2: let's go recruit Ohio and Michigan strategy is going to fly in uh, Alabama.
0: No, I, we got good three star from uh, Lori in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Pat. We're not going to snake draft this. I will concede because you're so ornery about this thing. I'll let you get the first (laughs) pick again.
2: Good. Good. All right. Um, I'm taking Jimbo next. Uh, Some reservation there. I just look. Cocho is a Louisiana product. Cocho's magic is Louisiana. So I, I just don't I think you take him out of Louisiana and you get you get what you got at Mississippi, which was not very good. So now I'm not saying he would flop like that, but I would feel a little more sure taking Jimbo, who uh has won at Florida State and is, I do think will eventually get A&M into the top 10. So I'm I'm taking Jimbo there. It's another guy that's he's a Saban guy. I mean, he knows how Saban ran things would probably hue pretty closely to running the
1: same way so give me Jimbo round 2 well i mean it would be it would be boring if i picked coach o here i have a much much more exciting candidate for the alabama job with my second round pick i'm taking lane kiffin damn can you imagine lane kiffin can you imagine oh my. The spectacle, can you imagine the migraines Greg Byrne would have every single day? Can you imagine the locks on the sorority house doors and how big they'd have to be? I mean, it would just be the most wondrous moment in the history of college football. Lane Kiffin rolled into Tuscaloosa and they'd win because it's hard to screw that job up. And Lane is a gifted play caller. Um, Yeah, I am. I am taking Lane Kiffin as the next head coach at Alabama. Lane fired train. by the current head coach at Alabama. <laughs> Which is just you know it's it all it's all for the story. Can you imagine the SEC network doing like one of those like like over-romanticized documentaries, the dark days before the Washington game. Lane was distracted and showed up late to meetings. But it's a redemption tale, Pat. Everyone can grow. Oh, there you, you go.
2: We need more redemption tales.
0: <laughs> Joey Freshwater returns to the bar scene. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Yeah, I, the I lane think. train would be fun, and he uh, really—I mean—you can't screw up the Alabama job. It's a lot like if you got to be the head coach of USC. How the hell could you lose there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. He's learned, Dan. He's learned. <laughs> which which tarmac in the South, this lane, does the lane train get get derailed? That's what I want to know. All right, Lane Kiffin. I want to pick him. I'm a little bitter. That's all right. Me and Coach O—I don't care. There you go. Gotta I don't care. Last time. Where did what last time where did Alabama do? It went and got the LSU old coach, Nick Saban. True. Yep. Now we get Coach O. Bring him in. We coming. Roll <laughs> tie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm with Pat. You take him out of that job, the voodoo's gonna wear off and he's gonna turn into I, a frog or something. No, take the gator <laughs> out of the swamp. It don't work. But Coach O. Uh, um, let me put it this way. If we're gonna take uh, discarded USC coaches. I'm taking coach O over the lane train. <laughs> That's it. So, all right. I, I wanted to pick Mike Leach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you, you had a chance, like,
1: like I was trying to didn't. think of what would be a bigger spectacle lane or Mike. And I landed on lane somewhat with his familiarity there. Uh, but like Mike Leach, there would be like beyond like Mike Leach has never worked at a half. He is only worked at have mike leach is the single best bad job coach in modern college football history and that is an inarguable point
0: there's listen, not listen. been
1: a better bad job coach of this of this generation
0: we don't need a soliloquy about your decision making this isn't a 30 <laughs> for 30 on the uh, why you picked so i just had to be
1: fascinating that's all i thought we were only doing five what? so no
0: no we're doing all oh, we're doing, doing all, all. Oh. are we yeah oh jeez that's stepping I just on pat's
1: toes yeah, yeah. Well,
0: oh, Pat, you picking mike leach Okay, no, I'm not
2: taking Mike Leach. I'm taking the only guy in the league who has beaten Nick Saban 3 times. And if you're saying that he'll go, and if Alabama people can stand to have the Auburn coach, you go get Gus Malzahn. on. Beat him this last time. Beat him in uh what was it? 2018? Or it was 2017? Uh beating him 3 times, I believe head to head. I will take the Gus bus. There are there are 3
0: waffle houses in uh, Tuscaloosa. <laughs> So I think uh, that would work. You get it done. Uh, so I could take Leach, I could take Jeremy Pruitt, I could take my man Sam Pittman, Derek Mason, and uh, or Eli Drinkwitz. I do love Pittman, but he hasn't actually won a game yet. Uh, Derek Mason uh, had a moment or two, but that's not so much. Pruitt, the the Pruitt experience, I don't know. I'm still mad at Eli for not capitalizing on the Lake of the Ozarks as a recruiting tool. <laughs> I guess I'm taking Coach Leach, the pirate. Pirate sails down the what is it, the Black Warrior River? Yeah. That's it. You rise on boat, rise by ship. He really it, it, the, the press conferences would change dramatically. Would there be a oh, happier person goodness. than Cecil Hurt? Yeah. Instead of getting yelled at for every question, all of a sudden you could sit there and say, uh, which SEC coach could beat a bear up in a fist fight?
2: <laughs> coach Leach. And get an answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Mike Leach off the table. Okay. All right. Anybody want these other guys? So who we have left?
1: Pruitt, <laughs> Pruitt. Eli, Muschamp, Derek Mason, and uh, my and man you, Sam Pittman. Pittman. You yep. eliminated Muschamp early. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. I Collateral. Did. I, yeah. yeah. It sure was did. like a sandwich pick. Um, yeah. In uh, in this, I, out of that OC. List, I, I would take Drinkwitz. I think Drinkwitz is a pretty gifted, offensive mind. Um, he's recruited well so far. Uh, I think we've seen exactly who. Well, I would take Drinkwitz over Pittman, and you know, I would take him over Pruitt. Sorry, Sully.
2: I'm taking Pruitt. He's an Alabama native. Uh, would mean he he'd crawl from the foothills of Northeast Alabama to Tuscaloosa for that job. And uh, I hate to tell you that, Sully, but he, he would leave your uh, Vols high and dry to come take that job. I don't think he'd be very good in that job, but everybody should at least be pretty good in that job. And who knows, maybe we have prejudged young coach Pruitt and he is just going to hit his stride and flower and the Vols are going to become a power and he will establish himself amongst the hierarchy of coaches out there.
0: Uh, well, I would take uh, Derek Mason. I guess. I mean that that loss in the Texas Bowl in 2018 was enough to pretty, pretty excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard to judge anyone at Vanderbilt. It really is. I mean, it is his best years. He had two six and six seasons. I went six and seven. Lost the bowl games. It, it's tough. And then Pittman. I don't know. I like Pittman. But we'll see. The, the uh, AD right, at Vanderbilt
1: do, like didn't fire Mason, but fired the fairly successful basketball coach. That was the most baffling SEC thing of all time to me. Like he didn't, he didn't last. Let's very long, ride out the, the mediocre football coach. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he did turn like his office into like a nightclub, basically. Like, <laughs> why uh, did like they a fire
0: Bryce Drew? I didn't understand that. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's Like one one year, I didn't understand any of that.
1: Yeah, he went zero and eighteen in the league. It's it's never I good mean, to lose lose a lot, but yeah. Yeah, but it was – he had that Garland guy get hurt. But, yeah, that was weird. It was it was weird. And then, like, yeah, we're going to stick with Derek. All
0: right, let's do uh quickly. Uh, win totals uh, over under. Vanderbilt, three wins. Can they do it? They get the Mercer Bears coming in. There's one, maybe. Can they win three at K-State? And they're playing Colorado State, visiting. And Louisiana they got Tech, Tech, Tech also.
2: Yeah.
0: Nobody – no say... Vandy fans listen, so –
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say they win four. They don't win. They don't win three. They don't win two. They're gonna win four. Uh, the, yeah, they'll take three of the four non-conference, and you know they'll skeech out one somewhere else, whether it's Ole Miss or South Carolina, uh, something like that. Get to four. I'm, I'm never buying the hype uh, from on from Derek Mason again, though. I, he his his bluster at last year's SEC media days was so over the top about how good they were gonna be. But I thought, man, you can't talk that much and, and not be good. And then they went three and nine. So they, they get the over, but they, they don't win more than
1: four. See, that's why I skipped media days. I didn't want to hear that bluster and rhetoric. They're going under three. Louisiana Tech's a better program than they are right now. Uh, Colorado State. Is rebuilding, and they think I just I don't see it, man. I think uh, I think it will be a test of their billion dollar endowment worth the pandemic, whether to fire Derek or not.
0: And they lose that home field advantage if the crowd isn't you know if you only can get twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the SEC same. team most prepared guys, to play in front of twenty thousand yes. fans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then uh, I'll go under. All right, Arkansas fighting Pitman's get uh, three and a half. Their non-conference is uh, Monroe, Charleston Southern, uh, Notre Dame, and Nevada. Three and a half
2: is the number?
0: Yeah. Don't don't jump with too much excitement about this Razorback season. This is why under. we need Coach Paterno back. Petrino, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Paterno. Patrino. Under, under, under.
2: Terrible program in terrible shape right now, and they're not going to win a conference
1: game because – they're in the SEC West, so no under. Definitely taking the under. I mean, that what a what a, like a mishmash, weird combination of coaches. You got Pittman overmatched. You got Kendall Bryles, who keeps getting coaches fired uh, as the OC. I uh, I am not a believer in that Arkansas ship right now.
0: How do you say he's overmatched? He hasn't coached one game yet. He's Even the spring game. <laughs> yeah. He, I I, just, I will not let Sam Pittman be desecrated on this. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri, five wins over, under, they get central Arkansas, Eastern Michigan, they got Louisiana, uh, Louisiana and, and BYU.
2: They're at BYU. Oh, BYU. Going to squeak out the over and they're going to get six and go to, you know, the weed eater bowl. Uh, they, you know, drink wits, they will just be a better coached offensive team. I don't think they're going to be a very good team. They've got questions at quarterback. Sean Robinson transfer from TCU probably needs to step in and be good. Uh, offensive line has to be rebuilt for the most part. Wide receivers rebuilt, but I think they get they get better coaching and the schedule, as usual, is pretty
1: uh, gettable. So they get six. Take the over. They should start four and zero. They'll certainly be favored in the first four games to start. So. I, I got a feeling they can uh, they can slog their way to uh, six, probably beating Arkansas in the last game. Louisiana is a salty little uh, November game. That is not your typical SEC late season cupcake. No, but that's true. Yeah, I think it would be interesting because they he beat I believe Drinkers beat Napier twice in the Sun Belt last year, both in the regular season and the conference title game. If I am right, I'll
0: take over to Ole Miss five five and a half. The Lane Train. They're playing Baylor, Southeast Missouri. UConn is coming to Oxford, a good regional rivalry. Georgia Southern. Five and a half is the number. Or no,
2: yeah. Five, five and, and a half. half. Baylor's gettable in that first game, if they have it, in Houston. Pandemic Central. Uh, Southeast Missouri, they can win. They do it, do it, do two, it, two, 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 three, three and three, three and four, four and four, four and five, five and five, six and five. And then we see if Elijah Moore scores the winning touchdown without pretending to urinate in the Egg Bowl. Uh, they are going to have the over. They're going to have six.
1: Boy, that is a soft schedule. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under. Uh, as much as I love saying John Reese uh, I feel like they. This is where the the recruiting years when they were under these sanctions started to atrophy, and I and I feel like especially defensively they're just not going to have SEC level uh, high end SEC level athletes in depth. So, I feel like it's a bit of a struggle for the Lane train early on.
0: I'm taking over. I think this is easy. I think they beat Baylor. I think they beat Southeast Missouri. They beat Vandy, UConn. Arkansas and Georgia Southern. And they're at six without even getting to the Egg Bowl. So that's what I'm taking. Uh, South Carolina, five and a half.
2: Yeah, they play Clemson. Coastal and
1: then East Carolina, both at home in Columbia. And then obviously they're at Clemson late. And yeah, Wofford's their appetizer. So they're going to go
2: three and one non-con. Probably not much traction in the SEC. I'll take the under there. Uh, Ryan Holinsky, a lot of talented quarterback. Played really pretty well for them. But... They're losing a lot of other stuff. Um, Both lines need some work. Uh, The wide receiver core needs a little bit of work. So I I say they win five
1: at best. And Will Marshall or Will Marshall Will Muschamp is gone. Yeah, as much as as you guys know, I hate to agree with hat i I think i think unders the unders the play here uh save us mike bobo is kind of their uh their rallying cry this year um the the 42nd different offense coordinator will muschamps had in his uh seven or eight year career as a head coach yeah i i do think kalinsky's talented they'll miss javon kinlaw boy he was like a generational player for south carolina on that defensive line and i don't see it i'll
0: go under mississippi state six and a half Miss state non-con is uh new Mexico at home at NC state. They get Tulane at home and Alabama and i I'm not seeing six and a half total scheme
2: change. Leach won't even mind if they, if he has to burn it down for a year and rebuild it, they do get KJ Costello as the transfer quarterback, which, you know, gives you a little bit of hope that maybe you can plug in and, and play a totally different way. But I say it, it, it takes another year before they really kind of get into what, leach wants to do after what joe moorhead
1: wanted to do uh and they're not winning six and a half i think the big variable with them is like how the players connect with leach because there was clearly some disconnect in the spring after that horrible tweet with the new senate mike leach's offense is predicated on rhythm and timing and so they will not have much rhythm and timing but they do have Good skill. I mean, th- th- these are the later years of Mullen's recruiting when when things went as well as they ever have there. So I think, look, Le- Leach is nothing if not a winner and a consistent winner, and I think Leach just kind of figures it out, and I think they hit the over.
0: You know, they're at Kentucky. I don't know. God, this is a tough one. I would not bet this. I guess I'm going to say they're going to beat Ole Miss, so I'd maybe get them to seven. They got Arkansas. They'd have to beat Missouri or Ole Miss, in my opinion, to get there. I, I- I think. Or maybe they got to beat them both. I don't know. Anyway, who knows? I can't remember now. I'm on to Kentucky. I'll take the over. Kentucky, seven wins over under. They're playing eastern Michigan, Kent State, Eastern Illinois. Oh, Louisville. They gotta play Louisville, yeah. At Louisville. Seven wins. Boy, tough. They're gonna to be five
2: and two, I think, going into the back part of the schedule. That's there's there's some toss up games, I think, in there. Three of the last five are on the road. Let's say you you do not win all of those, you drop at least one. Uh, but no, I, sorry, they're going to get to eight. I think I'll give Kentucky eight and uh, give them the over.
1: Okay, eight. I'll give them that too. I think Kentucky's defense uh, uh, underappreciated. It could be as good as it was two seasons ago when they obviously had the uh, you know the, the high end NFL picks and and really had that historic season for Kentucky. So
0: I will uh, I will take the over on the Wildcats. Tennessee, seven and a half. Sully taking the over, of course. Charlotte 49ers at the OU Sooners. Furman's arriving. And I don't know who they're beating up at the end. Who they got here? Troy. Oh, boy. Pat's favorite team.
1: (laughs) Not relegated yet. I will uh, will take the under. Um, I feel like they're... uh, I think Tennessee obviously finished strong last year. They bring back a good offensive line. I don't think there's enough... Stable quarterback play um, for them to navigate uh, for them to navigate this stretch and get to eight. So I will uh, I will take the under. I think they're clearly behind Kentucky, and they will uh, get blown out at Oklahoma.
2: I will say they get the over. They win eight and Vol Sully so make sure Vol Twitter you know the, the Jackals over there find out about that that I'm actually taking the over with the Vols. Um, it, 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 it may come down where I'm like. Boxing myself in, like the winner of Kentucky Tennessee may get to eight, and the other ones at seven. But uh, I'll say the Vols get to get there to eight.
0: Literally, Kentucky just determines the <laughs> all of these bets. <laughs> Kentucky's <laughs> any good, they're all under. Yeah, right. Uh, game is in Knoxville. Maybe I say I think I already picked Kentucky over, which meant I gave them the I don't know Tennessee over. I'll take them. I'm going to be positive. All my teams are over, so they will all like me. All right, Auburn eight and a half. The uh, non conference for the Auburn Tigers, Alcorn State. They play uh, North Carolina, Southern Miss, and uh, UMass making an appearance down there. That should be a real barn burner. Um, <laughs> go. Hope UMass is taking all the money.
1: You're on an empty <laughs> campus all year. You're, you know, you're getting pummeled as UMass usually does. And then hopefully, if we have a season. Oh, by the way. On November 14th, you get to go to Auburn. Just get your face kicked in. Yeah. Big time ball, baby. Good times. Hey. Glad we're doing it. You know what?
2: They deserve it after what they did last year late in the season at Northwestern. Don't remind me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emotionally scarred, Pat 40. Mm-hmm. Can anyway. Can uh, Waffle House get to nine? No. No. Auburn,
2: I. they may be at seven, I think. Tough schedule. Watch out for North Carolina September 12th they you know, they they they've got too many tough games in there. They may not get past seven wins. So, typical Gus. You know, you start getting little little hope. Last year, you beat Alabama.
0: Now, back down the other way. Every time he should that Arkansas job opens, he has a bad year for not taking it. So, I'm taking yeah. the under. I'm taking over on the Gus bus. I, I don't know. I'm not as
1: big of a believer in North Carolina when you really dial in on uh, on how much they've lost. Um, they have the good young quarterback and Mac Brown, and I feel like sometimes like. How teams are doing in recruiting in the offseason, like, it changes people's perception of them. So, I mean, look, I think Auburn's going to beat Alcorn. I think they'll beat Carolina. I think they'll win at Ole Miss. I think they'll beat Southern Miss. And I still think they're better than Kentucky. So, at that point, you can find four wins. Because one's UMass, too. And they got
0: Arkansas. All right, LSU with nine wins. They're playing San Antonio, playing the Longhorns. are coming to Baton Rouge. They get Rice in Houston. And they play Nichols at home.
2: I think Nichols takes them out. No. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna win ten. I think they'll lose at Florida, they'll lose to Alabama, and they win the rest. I think. I think that's a ten and two team. May the the nine and three, I I do think AM, I think all right, all comes down to the last game against Texas AM. They're gonna be sitting there nine and two when they go to college station. I do think AM's due for a good year. So maybe, maybe they just push that number. If the number's nine, uh, I'll take a push on LSU.
1: It's fascinating referendum on Ed Orgeron without Joe Burrow um, and a lot of skill and talent gone on both sides of the ball, historic losses. His record against, you know, top 10 opponents has been ridiculous. All that said, I do think that they will struggle a little bit without Burrow. So I'm going to take the push on uh, LSU.
0: I'm taking the over. They are doing tremendous in the Fauci Cup standings. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have herd immunity before UTSA even shows up, so I'm taking that. All right, so as Pat mentioned, that A&M-LSU game is the big one at the end. Uh, obviously, we had guys getting punched in a pacemaker and stuff like that in the past, but uh, <laughs> Vegas seems to be favoring A&M here. A&M's at nine and a half wins, so there's your half win. Texas A&M plays Abilene Christian, North Texas, Colorado, and Fresno. Yep,
2: and all of them, all of them at home. So, I, I think this is set up for A&M. They they have no excuses this year. Uh, you win ten, or you ask why you pay Jimbo Fisher seventy five million. So they get to ten. They're they're ten and two, maybe even eleven and one, but they don't beat Bama.
1: Yeah, I think I think I got to take the over here. They obviously have experience back at quarterback. They're they're much more talented on defense than they've been. They let Mike Elko hire a, an extra assistant coach to help them with scheme. Some I think it's all set up and teed up for this year. I mean they're trading like Clemson for Colorado on the schedule. So yeah, like I mean their first big test is at Auburn on October 17th. So, and Jim Fisher still knows how to call plays. He has somewhat been like napping at the end of Florida state and then at, at A&M. But, but I think this is about as easy of an SEC schedule as you could possibly conjure um, up until, uh, up until late November.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is it dreams, dream season for A&M third year. He's there. I mean, at, at Auburn is it, I mean, at Mississippi state, that's it. I mean, that's at South Carolina. They should be. They should be ten and zero going into the Bama game. So I'm obviously going to take them, and then I, I don't know what LSU brings to the table at the end. So I think that's a pretty nice little, uh, nice little bet. All right, we got Georgia getting ten wins. Georgia's uh, non-conference. Virginia in Atlanta. Uh, Eastern Tennessee. The Monroe shows up, and uh, Georgia Tech, of course, at the end at home. Boy, who
2: wins the cocktail party game? That's, that's your swing game there because Florida's a over under of 10 as well. I'm going to take the Bulldogs there. I, I know I've made a case for Mullen catching up with them, and I, I think they're closing, but I still think I, I'd give Georgia the edge. So Georgia is 11-1 with the loss at Alabama. And even then, think about this. That 101,000 at Bryant-Denny on September 19th, not going to be 101,000. How tough is it going to be? We'll see. But they
1: might even be able to sneak that one out. So Georgia over. Taking Georgia under. I am not a believer in Jamie Newman, the quarterback. We obviously don't know if JT Daniels gets uh, immediate eligibility, although the NCAA is handing out immediate eligibility like they're, uh, you know, comedy flyers in Times Square these days. So – um I, I just think new OC needed change at OC, um, but I, uh, I I think the the lack of high end talent at receiver still scares me there.
0: And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Georgia takes a step back this year. I'm gonna pick Florida in this game at the cocktail party, so I'm gonna take them as the as an under or a push. Uh, I don't think they beat Bama and Bama, but that's man, they got a chance. Those are really the only two games. That, that scare me uh for Georgia uh all right Florida's uh also 10 as Pat alluded to Eastern Washington South Alabama uh who else we got New Mexico State the Knolls. oh yeah f- uh, FSU yeah of course I'm like looking around in there
2: 10 push I think uh, you know. don't have to Twink. play
0: Alabama they don't have to play they got LSU nope. of course at home
2: they got LSU they got Georgia. At Florida State, at Tennessee, you just you have a bad day at either one of those, you might lose that. So even if you beat LSU in the swamp, I think you end up
1: at ten. I'm going over. Uh, love the defense, best potential cornerback pairing in the country. Let's grant them be a little funky and creative. I think M- Mullen and Kyle Trask are kind of a match made in heaven, and uh, you know the, the recruiting momentum from Mullen's filling in. They're going to be more talented. So I, I think it's a a year of the Gator.
0: Yeah, I like I like them over Knowles. Don't scare me for 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 UF. So I'll take Florida. All right, finally Alabama, and I guess this is it. We'd be deciding Alabama and Florida would be playing in the SEC championship game, according to this, or maybe Georgia. I don't know. I guess that's going to be it. Bama's ten and a half on these twelve games. You got USC in Arlington, uh, Georgia State, Kent State, the uh, alma mater of Nick Saban. And then UT Martin, the Skyhawks are coming to town in November. Well,
2: despite the, you know, annual Big Ten deriding of Alabama's schedule, you got USC neutral field. And when you schedule that, it's USC. You've got Georgia coming in. You're at LSU. You've got a good AM team at the end, and you've got Auburn. Uh, that's a pretty good schedule. That said, it's Bama over.
1: Yeah. Bet on Bam. It was like that that Super Bowl, the Patriots lost, and people think, who do you want? I was like, I'm going to take Tom Brady over Nick Foles every single time. I'm just going to take Saban. I'm going to take Saban until it's obvious. The special bet of the decade will be in that opener against USC because it's been a off. Like, nobody wins the offseason these days like USC, right? Oh, yeah. they got some transfers. Oh, they got this. Do you never, ever, ever bet against Saban in openers? No. Ever. Never. Never. So no, I'm I'm all I'm all team Saban until proven differently.
0: Yeah, 10 ten and a half. They're if they ain't twelve and zero, they're eleven and one. But uh, I think they're yeah. twelve and zero. I think this is your there's there's Bama. I don't I don't think this this lines up as bad. We'll see what happens in uh, Atlanta on December fifth or December twelfth or whenever they might play it. Of course, all of this is predicated on us actually having a season. All right, this podcast is droned on and on because this is the SEC and there's uh, just more to discuss. It just means more. So thank you for listening. Give us a nice rating. Subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, Listenership is booming and we are ready for the 2020 season, even if the 2020 season may or may not be ready for us. Uh, Talk to you all next time.
1: I'm Mike Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News.
0: And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief
1: of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at Pod.
0: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with
1: Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.